My sermon text this morning comes from the book of Revelations, Revelations chapter 3 and verse 8. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 8. I know your works. Look, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, but you have kept my word. I have not denied my name. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for the word that you have given to us. We thank you for the love, Lord, that is intended for it to be, God. We ask, God, your blessings, God, to be upon this message. Let every word that is spoken, Lord, be words from you, God. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Preaching from Revelations is one of the hardest things I think a preacher can do. Because you look at Revelations and there's so many ways to, to think of it. There's so many ways that we can translate it. And there's so many things that are out there that is just really, really, really hard to understand. But the Lord put Revelations 3, 8 on my heart several weeks ago through our ministerial alliance meeting. They sent me a text and they said, what about this scripture for, our, for the basis of our revival? So what about this scripture for the basis of our revival? It says, I know your works. Look, I have set before you an open door, a door that no one can shut. A door that no one can shut. No one can close the door that God puts before us and opens up. That door is opened by God and God alone. Now, everything with the revival has been great. I have been so excited. I have been so pumped up. And there's very little that could get me down. There's very little that could cause any kind of turmoil in my heart because I have been so focused on this revival and, and, and trying to make sure that every little thing is done until last Thursday. Last Thursday, I just felt like the devil hit me with a, with a, with a two-by-four. I just felt like the devil had hit me with a two-by-four. And it was just like all the joy and all of the pumping up that I had had was gone. It was just gone. And I prayed and I prayed and I couldn't even hardly pray. Friday morning I called our speaker to make sure that we had everything set up for when they were supposed to be here and what we could do to serve them and, and to be there for them. And, and he asked me, Theo Boone is his name, he said, how is it with you today? I thought, okay, nobody knows how it is with me today. Nobody knows how it was with me yesterday except for my wife and my family. He said, how is it with you today? And I just unloaded on him. I told him how I felt. I told him how things were going. He said, you know, the devil is fighting this because great and wonderful and powerful things are going to be happening on that football field Wednesday night. You know, the devil is fighting. I said, yes, sir, I know. I know. And he said, you know who he goes after first? He goes after the leaders. He goes after the leaders. He's after you to get you down. And he stopped right then and he prayed a prayer with me that was just so awesome and so amazing. And by the time he, he was finished, I felt a ton of relief taken off my shoulders. Talked to another couple of pastors and didn't tell them everything, but told them a little bit about what was going on in my soul and and, and, and they just, they talked with me and encouraged me and, and we got through it. And, and I'm telling you what, I'm pumped up and ready to go again. I'm pumped up and ready to go again because you know what? I know that God has opened a door that no one can shut. 
God has opened a door for Eastland, Texas that no one can shut. And if we think that this revival on Wednesday is just a little bitty thing that's going to be happening, happening, we started out, like David said, with four people saying, why don't we meet together and pray? Others wanted to be there, couldn't. We met together at the top of the Conley at the rooftop gardens and we looked out and we prayed over the city and one pastor there said, why don't we have a revival? Why don't we have a revival at the football field? And I thought, yeah, like that's going to happen. And it did. By the time that day was over, I had a phone call back and said, I've got the field whenever we want it. They recommend a Wednesday night. The school recommends a Wednesday night. Whenever we want it, I've got the field. And I got so excited, I thought, but yeah, we can't pull this off. We've never done anything like this before. And that pastor sent me Romans 3.8. So what do you think about this? And I immediately responded with that's That has to be the theme of our revival. That God will open a door that no man can shut. We had another meeting. This was September the 12th was our first meeting. Our next meeting was the middle of October and I don't know the exact date. Was to, to, to set up a, our next meeting to um, kind of you know, work on our plans and set a date and all that kind of stuff. Well, in October, the date was set for November the 8th. And I thought, oh my goodness. Ooh, we can't do that. Do you know that we started out with, with we were going to have hot dogs and we were planning for a thousand. And, and, and when I went and started talking about hot dogs to, to the people, the, the stores and all around about what we could get for hot dogs, I didn't tell them I wanted a thousand, I told them I wanted fifteen hundred. And they gave me a price for 1,500 hot dogs and buns. And then I said, uh, uh, I went to the next meeting and I said, well, I just want to tell you all we're going to have 2,000 hot dogs. Where did that come from? <laughs> we started out with 1,000. I went to 1,500 and I forgot to tell the people. I was joking Wednesday night and I said, you know, I, I, I told them um, 1,500. I forgot to tell the water man that we needed 1,500 bottles of water. And I still hadn't, I didn't tell him until Friday that we needed 2,000 bottles of water. I was afraid. I was afraid of what he was going to tell me, where I could get that water. Every single thing that we have planned, God has worked it out immediately. And then when I get hit with a two by four by the devil, all of those things that we had planned for the last two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks for a revival of 2,000 people is what we're planning. All of those things were gone. It didn't make any difference to me anymore. Isn't that just like the devil? Doesn't he do that to us as individuals? Doesn't he try to attack us and say, all of the good things that God has done, it really doesn't mean anything because let me get you right here where it hurts. Let me get you right here where it hurts. I'll go around this way and I'll go around this way and I'll get you. We have a list of all the churches that are participating. And we're giving those out to everybody that comes in the door. And I sent out that list and went to the printers, got it started. And you know, you know how I work. It's kind of the last minute. Okay, we got to get this done. And so I went and I said, can, can you get me some of these printed? He said, how many you want? And I said, 2,000. <laughs> yeah. So then I get a phone call or a text 
the next day, yesterday, and said we left off at church. Oh. So I text, text, text the printer and I said, stop the printing. They text me, ha, 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 too late. They'll be ready Monday morning. So I had the job of calling this pastor and saying we left your church off. His response to me was, it doesn't hurt my feelings a bit. We're going to be there supporting it no matter what. The way that these churches have come together, the way that every church has, has made a commitment to leave all of our, our denominational baggage outside the gate, and we get inside the gate of that football field, and we get inside the gates there, and we are nothing but Christians there to serve and love Jesus Christ. And it has been phenomenal. It has been phenomenal. Nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ can open these doors that no one can shut. No one can shut. Me. I worry about the weather. You know, the only day that, it, that it's supposed to rain is next week is Wednesday. Mark told me, you need to quit looking at the weather. Because 15 times a day, have they taken it out yet? Have they taken it out yet? Have they taken... No, they haven't. They haven't taken it out yet. They did one day. You know, I looked at it and I prayed. I said, God, you've got to, you've got to take the rain out. You, we can't, it can't rain on Wednesday. We've got to have this at the football field. It cannot rain on Wednesday. And I looked back at it a few hours later and the rain was gone. Look what I did. <laughs> I prayed the rain out of Wednesday. I looked back a few minutes later, it was right back. Okay, I didn't do it. But we get that way too as Christians. We get to think about, look what I did, look what I did. And you know, it can be, look what I did as, as in, things aren't working the way I want it to. It can be, look what I did, I got the rain out. And all the time, we have to, I have to be reminded by my wonderful, lovely wife. It's not what you want, Daryl. It's what God wants. In our lives, it's not what we want. It's not what we want. It's what God wants. What does God want with us? What does He want to do with us? What does He want to do through us? How does He want to do it? It's not about us. It's about the God that we serve. It's about our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah, our Jesus. It is not about us. Bless Ashley's heart. She texted me yesterday and she said, uh, can you give me an idea where you're going to go with your sermon so I can get my children's sermon ready? And I said, sure. I said, I want you to talk about the seven seals, how they relate today, how they, what, the, what the, each one of them means, and, and talk to the kids about the end times. And she quickly replied with, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> so I said, nope, I'm out. Do you know what? The one thing that I want us to focus on today as a church, as Christians, is that in our lives, God is opening up a door. He's opening up a door that no one can shut, but it doesn't matter if the door is open or not if we're not willing to walk through it. 
If we're not willing to walk through it, He will hold us. He will guide us. He will take us. He will carry us. He'll do everything that He absolutely needs to do to, to, to take us on our journey past that door. But we've got to be able to walk through that door that no one can shut. That no one can shut. I got Cody in trouble today because I went a little long over in Ranger. And I told him all he had to do was tell David that I was all pumped and on rolling and he'd understand. And I, I told him, I said, be sure and tell him to expect to be in church till about 1 o'clock today. Um, there is nothing in my life that has ever got me going more than seeing this community come together. Giving up ourselves and giving our community to God. Nothing, nothing has ever got me going like that. I have spent the last three weeks with probably two or three hours of sleep a night because God wakes me up and I'm praying and, I'm, and, and, I, and I get up and I walk and I talk and I, and I talk to God and, and just a few hours of sleep every night. Yesterday I slept four hours yesterday afternoon but it's not because of fear it's because of the anticipation of what God is going to do I got word yesterday or Friday maybe Friday that there are people from San Antonio Houston Fort Worth that are coming to this revival Our district superintendent, I told y'all last week, said that she, God showed her that a revival was going to take place in the West District. And folks, it's here. It's here. But it has to be within our hearts. A revival is not a one-time Wednesday night meeting. A revival is a time of hearts being changed. A revival is a time of us giving up of ourselves and giving ourselves to Jesus Christ. There's going to be people sitting in those stands that sit in church every single Sunday that don't know a relationship with Jesus Christ. And God's going to change their hearts. There are going to be people in those stands that have never tried to make a relationship with Jesus Christ and may have never been, entered, been into a door of a church that are going to be on that field Wednesday night and they're going to give their hearts to Jesus Christ. That field has been flooded and flooded with prayer. Wednesday night we had... R&R, but we had a, a prayer meeting at the, church, at the field for the prayer team. And some of those people from the prayer team, when they walked into the doors of the church Wednesday night, they had the funniest look on their face. And I said, how was the prayer meeting? And every single one said, you would not believe the power of God that's on that field. We can have that same power within us.
We can have that same power within us. John wrote to the, book, to, to the church of Philadelphia. In the book of Revelations, he was writing to the seven churches, to each one. To each one, he, he said, I know the works that you have done. I know the works that you have done. God knows the works that you have done as a church. God knows the works that you have done as individuals to, to reach out to the lost and the dying and the hopeless and to give them hope, to love those that are unlovable and try to bring them back in. God knows the work that you have done and God also knows that with that work has to come your faith. And He knows your faith. Just like He told the church at Philadelphia, he knows your works, but He knows your faith. He knows that you have been true to the Word of God. He knows, he knows what, you're, what you long for. He knows what you hope for. He knows what, what the burdens that, that are heavy on your shoulders. He knows all of those things. And He says today that He is going to provide for you. He is going to answer your prayers. And He is going to give you that hope when you walk through that door that no one can shut. Because no one can close that door that God has set for you. That he has opened up for you. Today, there are many that are hurting. For whatever reason, whatever's going on in your life, your hearts are heavy, and your burden, it seems like it's too much to bear. So was it with the seven churches that John was writing to. But each one, he said, I know your works. And because of your faithfulness, because of your faithfulness, I will see you through. I will see you through. No matter what comes against us, no matter how hard times may be. We must remember that God knows our works. He knows our faith. He knows our commitment to His Word. He knows our commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. And He says, I'll see you through. The commitment that we have to Jesus Christ can be no greater than the commitment that God has for us. He has such a commitment for us that He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. To take our place. To take our place. But it is our duty to take up our cross, to follow Him, and to walk through the door that no one can shut. A time of rejoicing, church. A time of celebration, Christians. A time of renewed hope for the sinners that don't know Him. A time for renewed hope of those that had, had once had that relationship with Him. But have strayed off another way. God is calling us back.
He's calling us back. To be in that relationship that he created us for. He's calling us back to walk through those doors. He never once said, you go it alone. We don't know what's on the other side. But we know that God is with us. When we turn our lives and our hearts over to Him, let Him mold us and make us who He needs us to be. We know that He goes with us. And He holds us and carries us. If you would, turn to number 12 in your hymnal. Please join me in the service of word and table. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now as we pray, let us pray that God will wipe away the sins in our lives, where we have failed him and create within us a clean and pure heart.